All right, welcome, welcome back. We're here for the Omnitalk Spotlight Series. We're taping live from shop.org. We've got Ann Mazinga here with me. Say hello, Ann. Hey. And I'm excited today because I have one of my all-time favorite guests on the show, and that's Trevor Sumner, the CEO of Perch Interactive. Oh, shucks. <laughs> welcome to the show, Trevor. Thank you. Thank you. And before we get started, I want to just give a shout out to our sponsor, and our sponsor is Xenia Retail. Xenia, the engine for modern commerce. So Trevor, let's start with you. I think it's been a while since we've talked. How have things been going? Things have been great. Things have been great. I, I feel like, you know, we've been talking about the sea change from static physical stores to interactive, digitally rich media type stores mm-hmm. uh, for quite some time. And, 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 and we're really beginning to feel it now. It feels like a tidal wave, mm-hmm. right? People started by, you know, saying, we're going to do a small digital project and, and check the box. We'll do one store or mm-hmm. five stores. I think a lot of it just to, to get up to speed with the technology. And now we're seeing rollouts in the hundreds, 500 at a time. And, and, you know, it's one thing to do that with digital signage, which is, is, is effectively a media player, right? But to really start looking at, you know, creating interactive applications in store, people are moving and they're moving quickly. And so uh, I feel like we were there early to market, you mm-hmm. know, having been there for five, six years, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, talking to Jared, our, our founder and CTO, mm-hmm. probably a little too early. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we just, we just see this tidal wave mm-hmm. coming. Um, Starting to see the blend of the physical and the digital really coming together. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's, that's really exciting because I think people think about digital and store looping video and, and, and that's unexciting, right? right? It's like a banner ad. Right? Static almost. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to a gentleman from Brazil this morning and he was like, people, you know, we put on a big coupon and said, you get 50% off, just tell the sales associate. And nobody did because everyone doesn't want to look at the screen mm-hmm. because it's basically a banner ad flashing mm-hmm. at us. Mm-hmm. And it's a billboard. It, exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's Seth Godin hit this early with, you know, interruptive marketing versus permission marketing. Mm-hmm. It's really about injecting digital to solve a real problem. Mm-hmm. And just you know, blasting out coupon and buy me and mm-hmm. da 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 da. That's not what shoppers mm-hmm. want, but they do want a lot of digital. Like every product has this rich story of how-to videos and ex- explanation and engagement and ratings and reviews, and none of that ever makes it into store because you can't message on a product level. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about this mm-hmm. uh, before the show about you know what would Amazon be if you couldn't click on a product, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it would be terrible, right? I mean, if you imagine like the beauty page or like the clothing page or like, you know, any of these pages, you see just products with four-point print and they're all in front of you and they're crowded and you, and you have to decide what to buy with no information. And that's pretty much what a trip to CVS or your grocery store is. It's just hundreds of products in front of you, four-point print. I don't even know how to use it. I mean, look at my hair. I can't, I can't figure out hair <laughs> products, right? I look like Willy Wonka. No, I, I mean, I think you're right. That's partly why physical retail, I hate to use the word, but it's kind of why physical retail has gotten boring to some degree. It just doesn't have the captivating excitement that clicking and looking through things and buying online provides. But but let's be, I think for people, I've talked about you guys a lot over, over the past year, but let's, for those that are maybe unfamiliar with the Perch story, tell us a little bit more about who you guys are and then let's let's further this discussion. Yeah, so I think we were really the, the first to market about this blending of physical and digital. And what we do is we provide interactive retail displays that are basically um, LCD displays that are embedded in retail fixtures. They can be end caps, in aisle, shelving, cabinets, cases. 
And what's cool about them is we actually detect which products you pick up and touch and put down. Mm -hmm. And so it creates this magical experience where the first time you can message every single product on the shelf. So like Joe Malone is one of my favorites. You like pick up a fragrance. That's my favorite too, actually. Yeah, this is a great story. You got to tell the story. Yeah, so it's it's, Joe Malone, you pick up a fragrance and it animates into honeysuckle and lemon or sage and wood or whatever it smells like. And I think... You know, it's just this beautiful experience that everybody just goes, wow, right? And, and, and that wow factor, that time to cool is often lost in the retail environment. And when people talk about omni-channel marketing, they're like, I'm going to bring in pricing and inventory and mm-hmm. colors and SKUs. And, you know, sometimes it's just about creating yeah. a, a wow factor excitement in store. And that's what actually creates engagement. And that's what gets people to say once they realize like, oh, if I touch this product, it unlocks this content. What happens when I touch this product or that product? And then they start touching all your products, exploring the content behind them. And if you touch a product, you're about 40 to 60% more likely to buy it. Mm-hmm. So in the end, we show about 30 to 80% sales lift. And it's I think the CMO of Periella said it nicely, is that nobody wants to go interact with a kiosk. You're mm-hmm. not like, oh, wow, I want to go over to that iPad over there to go do something. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm here in front of the product, right? The nice thing about Perch is it comes to interact with you. And right. it, and it's 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 like that permission marketing. It's like that click on Amazon. When I when I pick up a product, I'm basically telling you I'm interested in this. You know, there's a lot about personalization in store, you know, based on, you know, facial recognition or demographic. The ultimate personalization is knowing which product I'm interested in and that's that click is product touch in store. And and, and the story you guys are really able to tell with it too. I think that's been some a huge unlock like with the Kate Spade fixtures that you did, you know, being able to play a video and really immerse the the customer and the experience is something that we haven't seen anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. and I think one of the things we always talk about on the on the show and in the writing is that the the real differences between physical and digital commerce, right, are the idea of two things really, like there's taction, touching, trying things on being confident in your purchase. And then, of course, the memory of being there. Your solution does that perfectly because you know, you pick up that perfume off the shelf and you have the fall leaves falling to the ground or whatever it is. That's a sensual experience. That gives me confidence that there's something in this perfume that is for me. And it's theater in and of itself to the other point. So it's fantastic. You also talked this morning, I had the chance to sit in your session. You also talked this morning about it's not an app experience. Like it's something just consistent with how people are already doing things. Talk talk about that a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, so I, I think yeah, the, 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 a lot of people just rely on like, oh, we'll just have them download a mobile app. Right. Well, what percentage of, I mean, you worked at Target. What percentage mm-hmm. of, of Target consumers download the Target app? You probably can't tell me. You're looking at me like, <laughs> why'd you ask me that question? Don't ask me that question. Uh, the answer is, you know, you're doing really well if 5 to 10% right. of your customers. Is that right. fair? I think in general, I just speak broadly for retail. I mean, there's not a there's not a large percentage of people that are engaged with apps across all retailers. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, why are you building experiences that maybe address five percent of your in store shoppers right. when a hundred percent of people touch products? Right. Right. And 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 it's more magical. Like, do you really want people walking around on your mobile phone scanning everything? And is it going to be your app or is it going to be Amazon's app? Right. And there's there's a lot of and does right. the brand control it or does mm-hmm. the retail? There are a lot of questions that's on an, the control yeah, that's side. That's a of fertile the ground right there. Yeah. And but I think I think you know you hit on Kate Spade and we just actually this week won uh, the the uh, we were recognized as the Fast Company Innovation by Design Awards for our Kate Spade. Great. It's not just media. It's it is applications that you can build on these touchscreens. So with Kate Spade, they have this wonderful line of bags called Make It Mine that are highly personalized and customizable. You can pick multiple flaps and straps and you can actually interchange them so you have like you know, 10, 10, 10 purses in one. 
But if you think about the really core challenge within the retail environment is how do you get somebody to explore the thousands of combinations, Mm -hmm. right? And that's really hard with a sales associate, like clicking, unclicking. Mm -hmm. Here, let me show it to you with this strap. Okay. Right. All right. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. Do you like this? No? Okay, next strap. And and after a while, the customer's like, this is too much work. Mm-hmm. But with digital and on screen, you can just pick and push buttons and see all the different combinations very quickly. And I think often people think about digital you know, or technology uh, to implement without really trying to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And so I think it all starts with what problem are you starting to solve. And I think our work with Kate Spade is really interesting because you know when we go to the Kate Spade stores, the sales associates come and hug us. They're <laughs> like, oh my God, you're from Perch. Do you know how much time it saves mm-hmm. me and so much effort? And then they also have, you know, uh, in New York, they have a lot of tourists who don't necessarily speak English. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very easy mm-hmm. to, to visually navigate mm-hmm. these things. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's so many different applications but the question is, how do you engage the customer in digital, in store, and mm-hmm. not feel like Times Square? Mm-hmm. And I think that product touch mm-hmm. is really that key moment that allows you to, to get that permission to inject the right application, the right media, mm-hmm. the right video, whether it's you know AR, mm-hmm. virtual try-on, mm-hmm. all these different apps, they really need a way to, to get you in. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's what we do really well. Yeah, it's a single within that normal process that you talk about. Talk about that too from a data perspective. So I have to imagine, because there's the actual trigger of touching a product, reaching for a product, that you're able to provide the retailers data at an unprecedented level in terms of what's happening on their sales floor. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and the brands who are also distributing to retail who have no idea, they barely even get the sales numbers, right? right. They don't have the demographic breakdowns. And so they're flying blind. They just know what the reorders are and they don't know when the products are even sold. Right. And so, you know, again, I, 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 you know, I think the online people have gone further along data. And you talk about data being the big flywheel. Like yep. For the first time, this, this is top of the funnel activity, mm-hmm. right? Imagine if you, again, if you're Amazon.com and you couldn't see clicks on your site, you just mm-hmm. saw end sales. Like, did my messaging work? Where did they come from? Who are they? Who's, wh- why is this product really popular around 20 to 30-year-olds that don't end up buying? Mm-hmm. You can't get any of those insights mm-hmm. if all you have is the sales data. And that's where retail is right mm-hmm. now. And so now we have the analytics at that top of the funnel. Mm-hmm. Like people are picking up this product, but they're not mm-hmm. buying it. Or 30 to 40-year-old males are not buying it, mm-hmm. right? But they're picking up the product. Is that a pricing issue? Is mm-hmm. that a packaging issue? And now because it's digital screens all controlled by the cloud, mm-hmm. you can A-B message mm-hmm. test and say, I'm going to try you know, this at these 20 stores, that at these 20 stores. I'm going to personalize something different for that demographic, see if it works. And now you've got all those tools for that kind of agile development mm-hmm. and marketing iteration mm-hmm. that you never had mm-hmm. in store. Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine having to send like a technician mm-hmm. to, to update you know, your signage. Like this mm-hmm. obviously would never work mm-hmm. and it's not cost effective. Digital is an open canvas mm-hmm. that you can change at any time. Mm-hmm. And so, it's, not, it's not just the left brain side of everything in the store too, like pricing and all that. It's, it's, the, it's the creative side of it too. Like you said, those displays, you, if you want to change it from lemons to oranges, you can do that if that's what you want to connote and you can understand the difference there. Yeah. And I think, I think right now from an innovation perspective, there's this interesting challenge where, where innovation comes from, whether it's the retailers or the brands mm-hmm. when it comes to experience. Experience. Mm-hmm. And the retailers, uh, you That's know, a lot of what you cover is where retailers are focused on removing frictions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, I think of it as like the utilities, like, mm-hmm. you know, cashless checkout yep. and, 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 and technologies like that. Uh, that certainly removes the friction, but where is the focus on the innovation on joy, right? right? Like you talk to, on experience. Why, why is beauty doing so well right now? Because the shopper, she, 
She's looking forward to going to mm-hmm. Ulta. She's looking mm-hmm. forward to going to Sephora. Mm-hmm. When you go to the grocery store, if you have to go to the grocery store to get more deodorant, right. I mean, what, 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 you're like, ugh. I mean, no offense to grocery stores. I mean, that's so how or do you deodorant. Bring, or, or deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, it's really like who's responsible for bringing that joyous experience? And can you even do that on a store-wide basis? Right. Or is it often, as you've seen, a, a, you know, from your experience at Target, it's like category managers kind of rule their own roost, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of the challenge is how do you align on a store-wide level to create these experiences, but also create some consistency mm-hmm. for the retailer? For the brands, they're just trying to get their message out with fidelity in an mm-hmm. environment that they don't control. Right. So a lot of the innovation we're seeing right now is actually from the brand side That's of the interesting, house. About right? 80% of our projects are brand are, are pushed by the brand. And they're probably craving it for those reasons. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's also great because you know they basically get free end cap space because all the retailers are dying for these experiences mm-hmm. but don't know how to execute. Mm-hmm. But the retailers that we do see are also seeing that this is a great way because they, they get the brands to subsidize it. We're mm-hmm. launching with a major uh, 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 company in Israel. And okay. uh, you know, I was telling the guy, I was like, you know, you don't even have to pay for this. And he said, what? And I said, yeah, you could just get the brands pay for it. So he did you know, uh, tens and tens of stores. And it took him exactly two weeks to get the whole thing paid for. So wow. he's like zero cost model because you can subsidize it for the brands who are dying to create these experiences and and stand out in that kind of crowded shelf. That's awesome. And have that data, I'm sure. Too. And the data, right? I yeah. mean, there's just so much there. That, that's the future. Yeah, you're on the front end of that future evolution. So as you think of that omni-channel question, that evolution, I mean, you've been doing this. How long? You've been CEO now for how long? Uh, about a year, about a year, year or two months, something so you're, like that. You're, you're in the job. You look back. What's what's the biggest lessons learned or piece of advice you give to other people out there trying to brave the answers to this question as well? It, I think it depends who you are. Okay. Um, uh, for retailers, uh, it's hard out there. There's mm. so many different constituents that you've got to to wrangle in mm. for the in-store experience. Like when we think about digital, we're talking to the marketing team, the digital teams. We're talking to in-store creative right. operations, sales, and it's just like. You know, that's a lot of people who can say no. And even worse, and I mentioned this in our panel this morning, mm-hmm. is that the tenure of people is, you know, a year. So it, if you have use the math, that was fascinating. I love the math you used on that. Yeah. So like we're talking to six different groups. Let's say you only have one person to talk to, right? Every month there's a ten percent chance that somebody leaves, right? And so you got six people. So every month, sixty percent chance somebody critical in your process leaves. Mm-hmm. So you know, sales cycles have to go to become really small if you're a vendor. And as a retailer, you know, you have to move quickly, right? Mm-hmm. The perfect is the enemy of the good. We we were uh, looking at a pilot uh, with a large C, uh, big box retailer, and we had the brand lined up. We had everybody. We had the go. And then they decided they wanted to do a different brand. And I said, don't do this. You, you already got a brand. I understand why you don't think it's a perfect fit, but don't make me, you know, elongate this for mm-hmm. a month and a half, mm-hmm. two months, and go get a new brand. They said we really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Month and a half later, we're almost to the point of getting the other brand in and you know starting again and ready to go, and then our champion leaves, mm-hmm. right? And now we're nowhere. And so the, 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 the person who I told the perfect was the, enemy, was, uh, the perfect was the enemy of the good, his boss left. Mm. And so now he's got this pilot he really wanted to do, and you know he's tired, he's exhausted, right. you know. He just, you know, and it never happened. And, yeah. and, and we could have done it. Mm-hmm. It was done. Take, what, mm-hmm. take the wins that you have. Sometimes I think, you know, retailers are terrified about, you know, th- their brand image. And these are tests. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I think you've got to, you got to, you got to move faster. Don't sweat and, the small stuff. Yeah. Move faster. And, and as a vendor, like, like us, 
you got to do things to to kind of remove people. So mm-hmm. we ship with 4G hotspots that you know connect on on, on your dedicated mm-hmm. networks. So we don't have to talk to IT. We don't collect mm-hmm. PII. Awesome. I don't want to talk to IT because that's that's problematic. The more you can get, you know, the less departments that you can talk to, the easier you can make for your champion because. You know, the champions at retail, it's, this is hard work getting, getting changed on in these monolithic organizations where, you know, they're just not used to that agile, frequent no. updates and iterative learning and realizing that, you know, a trial can be a big, hairy failure and be a success at the same time because of learnings from it. They're just terrified. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. You know, how do you keep the constituency small and just continue to go fast? You've got to experiment. All right, so we're going to get you out of here on this. Okay. I didn't tell you about this beforehand, but uh, I know you're a frequent listener of, the, of all of our content. So Absolutely. We're going we're gonna to play a little game with you. And it's a game we call, How Millennial Are You? Oh, no. Okay. I'm old. <laughs> and we do it not, not for age, can so I, to speak. Can I phone my wife? Liz, you can, like, can call your wife if you need to. Okay. Yeah, yeah she's available. Button. Although yeah. she might leave you hanging. I don't know. Um, <laughs> But you know, we don't do it for age. We do it as an assessment just to see how intellectually curious we are, especially in the age of how technology is changing. So if you've ever seen Inside the Actor's Studio, mm-hmm. where he has the, the questionnaire at the end, that's kind of what this is taken from. So Let's do this. four questions pretty quick. We'll have some fun with it. So question number one, Trevor, if you're ready. Would you rather an exotic vacation or Done. a brand new spanking fancy car? It's it's not even quite. You don't even have to say the brand new spanky car. I, yeah. I I'm a I'm a big. You're an tra- experienced guy. I'm an adventure junkie. I've scuba dived in Antarctica. I, I you know do hang gliding and you know. And what are you doing this weekend actually? Oh yeah, so my wife uh, she found this thing called land sailing. So it's basically a sailboat on wheels, and you go in the desert and you go about eighty miles an hour in this like cockpit, and it's really really cool. Crazy. If if you're for other people in Vegas, highly recommend dig this. Dig this. Uh, dig this. So basically, you can rent. Uh, bulldozers and excavators and have fun I've in the heard dirt. Of this. Oh wow! And like, if you can, oh, I have done that in Minneapolis. Actually, yeah. you're, you're like inner six year old, mm-hmm. and you're actually behind a multi ton heavy equipment. It is phenomenal. And I think Trevor's going to score pretty well on this test. I, so I just have a feeling. So, question number two: Do you still have cable? Um, n- no. The answer, the answer is really no. I mean, technically, I do because I signed up for it, and mm-hmm. then I can't. I li- literally you can't was, get out of it. It's I like can't the get bundle out of it. thing. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. It was, Literally cheaper for me to keep the package and ship back the cable box than just like getting internet. Yeah. It was so weird the way mm-hmm. they bundled it, and uh, so. But the answer is no. I'm I'm yeah. well off linear TV. Yeah, we've heard that. We've heard that answer a lot. Actually, it's interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting statement on the cable companies. Um, let's say you go out to dinner. You know, you're, you go out to a nice restaurant with a bunch of friends. The bill comes. How do you pay the bill? Are you you divvying out some cash or are you using Venmo? Something like that. I just, I guess, well, uh, we're splitting credit cards. Splitting the credit cards. Splitting the credit cards. The question is what happens if, you know, you got six, like, oh, we can only take four credit cards right. at a time. Uh, uh, I, I use PayPal. I use E-Trade okay. as a banking and they okay. don't support Venmo. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I use, I, I use basically mo- mobile banking and okay. transfer. So I, we use it all the time. Okay. He's doing pretty well here. He's yeah. three for three. Oof. All right. Last question. I'm young at heart. This one gets a little more personal. So you may need to phone the wife on this one. But okay. At home. Do you sleep on a box spring mattress, or have you gone to one of these direct-to-consumer memory foam thingies? Actually, I went to I went to college with the founder of Casper. So did you? Uh, All but, right. But the answer is, uh, uh, my my nephew's wife, so my niece-in-law, uh, did a big mattress uh, project for Bain. And so I called him and said, all right, what's the best mattress on the market? Because mm. you spend, you know, a third of your life on that mattress. Yeah, no, for sure. And so I got a... Most important thing I do uh, every day. S- let's see. Is it uh, Simmons Jennings Black Hybrid Mattress? It is the most amazing thing. It's half 
traditional coil, half memory foam. And literally, people come I, – I, I shouldn't probably say this because it does imply that a lot of people get in my bed. But <laughs> it, it just – a lot of people have basically gotten on that bed and been like, this is amazing. It's, it's the best bed ever. That answer was awesome because true to form, you've got the baby boomers on one side, the millennial on the other, and the, the Gen Xers are all and sitting right here right in between. the middle. It's like yeah, the best exactly. of both worlds. Exactly. It's, it's wisdom and new age. <laughs> That's awesome. So if people want to learn more about Perch, where should they go? Uh, perchinteractive.com is our website. Uh, we're at Perch Experience uh, on Twitter. I'm at Trevor Sumner. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I I think there's there's so much opportunity to educate yourself about what's possible out there. I think people don't people still think like digital signage is like checking the digital box in store, right. and that's shocking to me. There's so much available that you can do. Uh, once you open up that relationship with the customer and get them engaged. So, uh, you know, we have a showcase of all we've done with Joe Malone and Neiman Marcus and Kate Spade and Johnson and Johnson. I think that's an interesting thing we didn't mm-hmm, talk about that mm-hmm. like, you know, like mixed reality experiences and this cool tech mm-hmm. is not just for luxury. No, it's, not. it's like Tylenol. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we showed 62% sales lift, right? On, mm-hmm. on 30 different SKUs in grocery. So mm-hmm. like these technologies are not beyond your category if you're CPG or discount, right? Mm. These things are here and they're now and they can drive engagement and lift. So awesome. highly encourage you to go to our showcase section and see what we're capable of. That's awesome. Yeah, I highly encourage everybody to check it out too. It's a technology I've been in support of and I've been in support of for a long time. So Trevor, thank you so much for today. This has been a blast. My pleasure. And to all the loyal listeners out there, as always, be careful out there. <laughs>